0: Hey everyone, this is Tim, your kindly, benevolent Dungeon Master, and before we get into today's episode, I just want to encourage you to check out the giveaway that we're doing right now up until the end of June. So you can enter to win a gift card to the Nerdy Chicken Shop of Curiosities. They have some really awesome tabletop RPG stuff, like like really gorgeous dice, dice trays, dice towers, uh, miniatures. Really just a great range of stuff. So anyways, all you have to do is head to any of our social medias, which the links are in our notes here. Like the post, follow us, and follow Nerdy Chicken, and tag a friend in the comments. And then if you want a bonus entry, you can also leave a comment with your favorite episode from our podcast or your favorite character, whether it's a player character or a non-player character. So yeah, check it out. And best of luck. Okay, so we're going to start things off with a few Patreon shout outs that are long overdue, and I didn't want to use the last time we recorded because uh, I'm a big dum-dum and uh, the, the audio is not good. So I'm going to ask you all to remember how enthusiastic you were last time we played <laughs> and we did these shout outs the first time. So shout out number one, Dalen Lee, who signed up at our nemesis level.
1: Hell yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, this is the 1st time hearing of this.
0: Scandalous. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wish you guys were this excited, like, all the time for this. But, like, okay, never mind. Tim, we'd just like to know you're human. (laughs) (laughs) And also a big shout out to King Spyro, who also signed up at our Nemesis level. Thank you, King Spyro!
2: Oh, my
0: God. (laughs)
2: I don't. I genuinely don't remember the name King
1: Spyro, and now I'm like, oh, hello. We were trying to figure out if it was King's Pyro or King Spyro. <gasps> I think it's been um... confirmed that it's Py- King Spyro. King Spyro confirmed. Yeah, King Spyro.
2: perfect. Yeah. All right, excellent. Lead character excellent. of Half Life Three. Yeah, excellent choice.
1: Excellent choice. Wait, what about Half Life Three? <laughs> <laughs> do you, do I you know, know something? King Spyro confirmed.
0: Okay. Oh, gotcha. What? gotcha. What's happening? <laughs> Cool. All right, well, let's get right on to it then, into this session. Who can recount for me what the heck happened last time we played?
1: What's my plate mail do?
2: (laughs) I think someone's a little focused on... See, you call me the loot goblin, and the first words out of your damn mouth are, what does my armor do? What does my armor do?
1: (laughs) I'm also not the one looking at the ledger of what we have. (laughs) After is, that, you is said. That the inventory
2: yeah. it is okay. the inventory yes <laughs> Jesus okay well we fought some giants let's go let's do the actual recap that Tim requested we yeah. fought some giants uh in a plot twist alliance with Bryce and the Aladrin. uh and then in another bold plot twist uh well we in my mind we 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 kind of won which was not <laughs> mildly unexpected and uh that is. Beheaded? Yep. One of the Aladrin? Yep. Iced one of those fools. Uh, because Bryce told you to, and we made a new secondary Bryce based alliance, which is plot twist on plot twist.
1: Well, and so, yeah, that's. There's a lot of intriguing motivation behind that, but at the same time, you're looking at us taking out the magic users that can heal him to just leave him. There was the potential for it to be very good for Thaddeus. And then all of a sudden he starts going on about beholders and how the deal he made with this crazy thing from another dimension isn't going the way he planned. Plot twist. (laughs) Um, And... We're on. We uh, have been given, apparently, been given the opportunity to slink away from this giant based battlefield by Bryce covering our tracks to go get the God's Eye that has fallen in these mountains.
0: Yes, very, very nice uh, tandem recap. So, just to smooth things out a few minor details. His rationale was that he he was promised and, and given power by this being before it arrived into this plane. And the eladrin are involved because it also promised them that it would steamroll into the Feywild and restore them and their Shadow Queen to power. And Bryce was terrified by the ver by what this being would do to the material plane basically he was promised power and and control but it wasn't worth being Lord in that version of of the world and so he seeing only one recourse offered to team up with you to help defeat it so that... He could save his own life, apparently, and not go back on, uh, or I guess not suffer the same fate as Elden and be disintegrated for displeasing his master. Uh, It was revealed that the master is somewhere in the material plane, but is in some form of hibernation, and its dreams are warping reality, which is what explains the constant shifts that you've been experiencing. Did I miss anything? Oh yeah, and the 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 price for the price for Bryce's help was that he goes f- that he gets to keep his life, and that he would help Thaddeus, um, free a certain soul trapped within the skull mace that he wields, that Bryce wields, and that that would be done after the uh, the master was dealt with. So we're, ta- we're venturing into oath-breaking territory. We're only on episode 26. But yeah, so that is where we left off. Actually, we left off when you had gotten some distance from Bryce. And Starfall was in the process of coming down right in front of you. So uh, unless there's any questions in the next... There's anything that you want to deal with in the next, like, in-game, in the next, like, two minutes uh we can do that sarah did you have something that you wanted to do
2: well i was just gonna ask again not ask again but i was gonna ask because thaddeus will want to know uh is is now an opportunity where we could figure out the stuff we grabbed or is it we're gonna need a short rest to figure out the the stuff we have that we acquired from the giant and like the wand, the wand that we got from the aladrin and stuff.
0: Yeah. So you got a couple things, you got some, some loot and some valuables. So to identify magic items, like the, the short rest rule for like five minutes being a short rest. Uh, I guess I, I didn't think to differentiate these things, uh, would be for like breathers between combat. Um, but like identifying magic okay. items would be so you're like... So you going to have to wait a bit. Like a th- yeah, like a 30-minute ordeal. Um, yeah.
2: Okay, so we don't get to know what your plate mail does.
1: That's perfectly fine. I was actually most intrigued about the rests from combat. Uh, I'm still real jacked up. Can I roll hit dice? <laughs>
0: I'll allow it. Yeah, and that means, Kevin, you can regain yes. your spent I have- spell slots. And also roll hit dice if you want to.
2: You cast something that gave us...
1: Uh, plus I plus five 8. that was for that last, eight hours.
2: So we're, I still have that, and that my correct. You cast that as we were starting the battle, didn't we?
1: Yeah. Okay, pretty, so we still have that, much.
2: and that's so we still have plus five for our max, and we can heal up to that for now. So if you're rolling hit dice, you can go up to five higher than your normal maximum right now, Kev. I did not take damage that last fight.
1: Oh boy. What am I doing? All right. I'm at max, but I've only got one hit die left.
2: <laughs> I I kind of hit in a trench, so
1: <laughs> Oh right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, and yeah, and I got I compelled with a giant to face me. You one did on one. you did. So you did
2: do that. I am quite I am down a fair number of spells. Um I don't get the spells back on a short rest, right? But I get my wild shapes back on short, I believe.
3: So, Sarah, you've made the uh, the concept of rolling hit dice very appealing. Um, but I don't know what any of it means. <laughs>
2: okay. So, on your sheet, you should have, like, something that says 6d... Is it 8 yeah, for you? F- 5d8. Okay. So, you should have 6 now because we're on level 6, right? Right? Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't miss that number. So, you should have 6d8, you said? Um, you can roll six d8s if you want or up to it i would start with, like do them one at a time maybe and see how high you get with them before you use them all but basically in a short rest you can use that reserve of dice to add to heal basically
0: ah.
2: so you can't usually like you can't use them in combat but for like moments between small combats they're uh, good to use for that and I think yeah, you get your.
0: Do you get them all back after a long back, rest? Do you get all your hit dice back after long rest, or just half. half? Okay, right. So half.
2: Just half. So if if um if you were to use six right now, you'd get three back after we take a long rest.
3: Cool. Maybe I'll just use three. See what happens.
2: Yeah. See what like if you're low, low, I'd highly recommend using some. I got some good rolls. I got a six and a five and an eight, so
3: I think I'm gonna stick with those Ooh. three. Nice.
2: Yeah, does that bring you to a decent... I forget what
1: your total is. Back to the land of the He's living. Ca- so you, That's 19. you gain the 19 from those, but you also gain per hit dice you roll your constitution modifier, I believe. Oh.
2: Is it on hit dice as well? Yeah. So
1: another, I believe so. another 6 for
3: my constitution is a plus 2. Yeah.
2: There you go. I, thi- I, can't, well, I don't I recall. 25. I, that I actually don't know. Tim, do you recall that? On hit dice, do you add your con mod? I'm chicken.
3: Cool, so that, pre- that re- restores me. Unless I don't get that additional
0: six. Matt is correct. You do add your constitution modifier.
2: Oh, perfect. I did not know that. Cool, so I've actually rolled
3: one over my current maximum hit points. Does, does that just go up to the maximum and we call it a day?
2: Uh, no, you're good right now because you've got those plus five.
3: Oh, including the plus five.
2: Oh, yeah. so yeah, you go up to... So whatever your uh, max is, plus five, that's the maximum now that you can heal. So if you're one above that, then the that one doesn't matter. But that's pretty decent. <laughs> for, Could be worse. For three dice to be back up. Could be worse.
1: Yeah, it took me five. <laughs> There's a s is it I was jacked up.
2: <laughs> which spell is it that lets you there's a spell or is the cleric ability somewhere that lets you heal the maximum?
1: Beacon of hope. Beacon of hope, If Well cast and concentrated on any healing you receive is maximized. No dice rolling.
2: That's crazy. Anyway.
0: Okay. Uh. <laughs> so you collect yourselves, you you fortify your wills after that harrowing battle. As the sky opens up and just shoots out this magical shard, like you've seen it come down like sort of like gently arcing from the sky before, but this is almost coming like straight down on a point that is maybe 50 yards uh, ahead of you in this in this clearing. And as it comes down, you can sort of feel the ground rumbling, and you think that's probably the arrival and maybe the combat that's happening back where you left Bryce, the arrival of some giants. But this this shard, which appears to be of a different color that you haven't quite noticed, it's hard to get a real good look at it because it's just coming down so quickly, just slams into the rocky surface of this uh, of this clearing, of this plateau, and just sends this wave of snow and ice Emanating outwards, and it almost like almost knocks you off balance uh but you it just punches through the ground, and you can see that there is a a small crater up ahead
1: I mean, we moved I move to Thaddeus moves towards the crater
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we go there's no one we haven't seen any other people, right like there's nothing else that we can see around us correct?
0: Correct.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think we just go towards the crater, see what happens.
0: So you can see that this isn't like a crater like what you saw in Stonegate, and there's no no nasty beasties hiding inside of it. What you do see is that this starfall has made a fairly clear-cut tunnel into the mountain, and I guess uh, Chai with her dark vision would be able to see at least 60 feet down and you think that there's like a hollow below. Ooh. So it goes at least 60 feet straight down? Yeah, it's not like a, it's not like a, just a completely smooth like tunnel. It's, you know, it's it's jagged and rocky so you could, you know, climb your way down fairly fairly easily. You'd have to go Pretty slow, but it's doable. Uh but you you're not quite sure exactly how long it extends for, so unless you wanted to like do like explore it somehow or drop some kind of a light source down, you I think your dark vision is only sixty
1: feet.
2: Yeah, I think I'll
1: AGB. Mm-hmm. You think Grease Trap could see down there for us?
2: Oh, I've got my owl still too.
1: That is a good question. Is that?
3: Um, I was just actually looking on my own my own stuff, but uh, yeah, is that something that typically is a, uh, a skill that would come with um, with my with a familiar?
2: Yeah, like it can it can scout for what is it a hundred feet ahead? A uh, familiar, I think. It's in here, right? Are you
1: packed of the chain or packed of the tone? Chain. Chain? I think you can see see through his eyes for about a mile then.
2: So you can send it ahead and it will have, like, and you can, you'll go, you will physically go blind here, but you will be able to see through its eyes and relay what you see.
3: Let's do it. Let's send him down.
0: Every time I use grease trap, I go blind. Uh, yeah, he's like your little, uh, he's like your <laughs> little drone pal.
3: Yeah. Unrelated, um, but still funny. So I once had to go to an ophthalmologist, uh, because my retina was detaching and the song play- oh. the song playing on the radio was every time I look at you, <gasps> oh I go blind.
2: My no. Oh my God. That's <laughs> so
3: brutal. For a waiting room full of people with like dilated pupils just oh my god incredible
0: just perfect time for some for some hootie
2: that's that's so bad but so great at the same time the
0: doctor comes out hey put on my son's concept album ocular degeneration (laughs) (laughs) rocular
3: degeneration
0: (laughs) rocular degeneration x spectacular the rocular degenerates up next (laughs)
3: <laughs> um, yeah, so so I'm happy to uh, to uh, deploy grease trap down the
0: uh, the hollow down into the hollow. Okay, so as you look through his eyes, he he zips down this um this tunnel uh, fairly quickly. You would estimate that it goes for about a hundred feet, and then it opens up into. A bend in a corridor, stone corridor that has been hewn out of the mountain by expert hands many centuries ago. So there's some kind of structure down, down in this mountain. Uh, there's a corridor oh, that God, goes... Oh, we're in that
2: dwarven keep.
0: There's a cor- there's a corridor that goes off uh, to the... I need to look at my map that I drew... Uh, to the east and then there's one other that goes to the south so it's kind of like a like an L bend but the corridor going to the south is ob- uh, obstructed by uh, a cave-in and you can kind of see that the starfall has continued down must have continued down even through the stone floor of this part of the structure because there's there's a, a small um, puncture point which has sort of ha- had some masonry and stone collapse in and fill it in after it so it's it's gone quite quite a ways but the as grease trap looks around you can see that it is completely deserted and looks like it's been deserted for quite a long time
3: cool um is that so this cave in is would be preventing grease trap from going any any further
0: uh no he can continue along the corridor to the east if he wants to, but not down the south. Correct. Yeah, south is is blocked off by a collapse.
3: Okay. Let's yeah let's let's keep going, as far as we as far as we can go with the the limits of this uh, vision. How would it actually look if um like would the signal kind of get weak as he got far further away or would he just snap out of it? I'd curious I'm curious to to know how that
0: would go. No, I think he. I think you just see through him and guide him as long as you, as long as you want. Okay, so he continues down the hallway, which is silent but for the faint howling of wind from. Uh, well, I guess that's he's hearing the wind from the tunnel surface. Uh, as he goes through, you can see that there's the dust of many silent centuries sitting heavily upon this place. Uh, there's a row of pedestals in the center of this 30 foot wide hallway. Um, each pedestal holds a a very impressively carved life size marble statue uh, of a different dwarf, um, and you can kind of see some like script uh, written beneath each one. But unless you speak dwarvish, you can't read. You it. said
3: there was so there's seven. And that's so that would be, like, happy, sleepy. <laughs> I, I didn't
0: say how many there were. <laughs> There's seven now.
2: <laughs> I think you did. I think you did give a number. No, you didn't. And I'm
0: just being a jerk.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just I'm backing you up, man. Oh. He, you totally said seven, oh. Tim. Just
0: stop gaslighting me about the number of dwarves in this keep. <laughs> oh, no, now Tim knows we gaslight. Who? He's going
3: to oh. reevaluate all of our past interactions. Tim, we don't gaslight. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're crazy.
2: We'd never dream
1: of it, Tim. Yeah, they're all oil lamps. God. Yeah. You're just paranoid. (laughs) Clearly, you're the one that's in the wrong here. Seems like somebody's grumpy. (laughs) You should go to the dock. Fuck. I'm pretty happy with this.
2: Oh, for God's sakes.
0: Okay, so if Grease Trap continues, I'm going to guess... the hallway opens into oh, yeah. a small uh, dining room. Uh, there's a large table, numerous chairs, all expertly carved from stone. Uh, the table sits in the middle of the room. Silver goblets and plates are strewn messily over the table, but there are no signs of life. There's a door to the east and one to the south. So from everything that you can see here, this place looks completely deserted. So there is there dust? And, uh, sort of debris on the, the, uh, dishes. Oh yeah, absolutely. This, there's a thick layer of dust and cobwebs on absolutely everything. And you think that with, uh, grease traps, like very tiny frame, uh, the size of some of these doors, he, he might have issues actually physically opening them.
3: Okay. So you said there, uh, to clarify, there was doors in which directions? Did you say south and east again?
0: Uh, one to the east and one to the south. Yeah, that's right.
3: Okay, so we were heading east in the first place. So I wonder if switching directions to go south might put us kind of back on the, maybe running parallel to the, uh, to the other, to the south um, path that was blocked.
0: Yeah. So uh, we there's... might
3: be able to get back on that other path and check it out after.
0: Um, both, both uh, doorways have like these heavy stone doors so grease trap is like the size of a small bird so I don't know that he can open them but um, unless he's got some kind of shape shifting ability or whatever if he can pass through stuff that I'm not aware of but uh, yeah he kind of relays to you that he's he can't really explore much further without somebody opening the way
1: oh okay On top of that, Tim, while we're standing up here, Thaddeus, could I just take a quick look around to see if uh, anything's coming our way now that this massive collision with the ground has happened? Um, You you don't
0: see anything coming your way. You kind of hear the sounds now, unmistakable of battle, um, in the past where you left Bryce. And... You're kind of aware that Bryce can only, you know, circle around these giants for so long. And he was wanting to make sure that, you know, they would have seen the Starfall. And so if they're interested in it, they'd be coming this way sooner rather than later. But as of now, there's no one approaching.
1: If, uh, if we have a spot to get into that, uh, to get in there and be safe, I suggest we get in the hole. I suggest we go down.
3: How do we feel about maybe uh, on our way down we we do some mold earth behind us? Oh, and maybe I'd be down. Maybe we can make it look like both both paths are obstructed once we get once we get past.
2: Seal the entrance, kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Could we? all? oh no, because it's all, it's five feet by five feet, right?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so there are different um, restrictions for stone and loose dirt, but I assume since it's half collapsed that there's likely loose-ish material around.
3: So maybe we should we could try to mold earth the other path and see if we can get through. We'll mold that earth when we come to it.
1: Yeah,
0: you can you can certainly close up the like your your point of ingress here. And uh yeah Kevin I'll give you inspiration for that idea. That's that's pretty genius. That was a oh, good one. Thank you. Yeah. That's hype.
2: Um choose a portion of dirt or stone you can see within range that fits in a five x five cube you can manipulate blah, blah blah uh yeah okay so i can move yeah if it's loose material i can excavate it and move it somewhere so even if it's like loose and uh like a little bit away i can kind of keep using the cantrip to move it and like pile it back up so yeah i'll do that for the number of once we're in this entranceway, I will keep doing that till we're I've given us a decent I guess like new wall of the, of collapsed earth. Um, and I if possible, can I make I want to make it kind of look like I don't I want to kind kind of disguise the fact that it was uh, an entranceway to a tunnel and like maybe just make it like match the terrain of the the pit. If that makes sense, like make it look like it there wasn't a tunnel here, on the edges kind of thing. If I perceive this entrance to look like I sure think it does, sure, yeah,
0: yeah, you can do that, and you, um, you know, one by one, you you sort of slowly lower yourself down through this through this rocky tunnel. Uh, it's a little bit a little bit of a tight fit, but um, and yeah, you can mold the earth behind you, which. Uh, I'll have actually have to ask whoever to describe what light source you're using uh, to see once that, once that uh, tunnel opening is, is closed.
2: Oh, I can um, make fire. So if, there, if there's, uh, are there like torches on the wall that have like long burnt out that I could just grab one and light one? Or I can use one from my uh, explorer's pack as well?
0: Oh, I just meant like as you're descending, like even before you get down.
2: Oh, I can just make a, like a, my, I can just make fire. So I can, I'll light some, one of my torches as, um, that I have then. Okay. All right. With the Druid craft. I believe I can make a small fire.
0: Cool. Okay. So yeah, it's not long before it's, you know, it takes you a few minutes, but you get down narrowly picking your way down this uh, tunnel and you sort of drop the, you know, 10-15 feet that it is from the, I guess, where the tunnel ends and the structure begins so you just kind of like drop that distance, um, you know, land safely on, on the ground with a little bit of a thud sending dust up into the air uh, but yeah, a few minutes go by and you're safely in this underground structure.
1: Uh, so from there, I guess uh, do we want to because Kevin had also suggested we could mold earth away from the collapsed tunnel, but I don't know how how long that collapse goes for. Mm.
2: I mean, I can see I have to move dirt anyway to fill the other tunnel, like where we came in.
1: <laughs> ah, take one collapse and put it in another spot. I yeah, like exactly. It. I mean, I
2: might we might as well quickly look. Yep. If we want, I can see how bad it is. Like, if it keeps going for a while, then it might be like. Collapsed versus like some loose dirt Mm -hmm. having fallen in. So I can poke at it for a little bit with my mold earth. I was like, give me a moment, gentlemen, and I'll do some druid shit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't take you long to see that this is a pretty sizable collapse and that um, there's not much that uh, could be done. And like, if you're trying to basically, you know, make a, a your own tunnel out of it, I mean, it would be very risky in terms of, like, just the rest of it caving in on, on you as you went, so you you kind of think it's probably okay. better um, it, it would be a very risky uh, path to take
2: Okay, so then I'll just cover our tracks with the entrance way we came in through that tunnel, and then I'll suggest we uh, carry forward Do we want to check out that uh, dinner service. Here it's wonderful this time of year.
1: Seems a little too gastro for me. They're using webs and stuff all the time.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, it's kind of as Gutterbird or sorry, Grease Trap saw, it's you know, they are some there are some quality pieces of silverware here. You think it's quite a nice a nice placement. Um uh, unless you're gonna act like a 1920s cat burglar and just start shoveling like plates and and cutlery into a big bag um (laughs) you know some of the stuff might be worth something but it's also quite cumbersome
1: yeah i was gonna say we don't have a bag of holding so (laughs)
0: yeah um right so door to the east and door to the south
1: uh are either of them locked oh which one are you gonna try Thaddeus tries both doors he'll Thaddeus will try the south first
2: okay We're we gonna look for traps no?
1: no okay so the door opens no of trap doors
0: it, it's quite clear that this door hasn't moved in quite some time so you you shoulder it open um and you see what appears to be a sitting room another you know uh, expected layer of dust covers uh what is a or what was a sitting room fit for nobles. Stout chairs etched with dwarven runes sit encircling a brazier in the center of the room. Two of the chairs are pushed together and the skeletal remains of two dwarves, still sitting upright in ceremonial robes, are holding hands. Uh, There is a door straight ahead and then also one to the right.
2: Can I look at the skeletons? Do I see anything that would like indicate cause of death? Like are there swords sticking out of them? Is there like or do they like is there any in- inclination I can get as to uh, what happened here?
0: Can you make an investigation and check?
2: is there any paperwork lying around? 14
0: Um, They don't look like they've been like they died a violent death. There's a couple of goblets that are you know, sitting on the floor between them, uh, but as far as you can tell, they weren't. There's no signs of struggle or violence. Uh, you do see that each one of them has in their robes uh, an identical key. I will 100% take those keys.
3: Do the goblets in any way uh, indicate the presence of poison?
0: Hmm. I think for there would be. No remnants, I guess, for you to investigate after this amount of time had passed, but you think it's you think it's possible.
1: Thaddeus is going to just kind of give a look around. Uh just before Chai goes for the keys, uh Thaddeus is gonna say, Wait a second. And then a pulse comes from his eye, and I'm gonna use Divine Sense to see if there's any undead in the area. Uh celestial fiend and undead. Also options.
0: You do get one ping. On mm. Grease
1: Trap. Ooh. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like Fiend. Well played.
0: Other than well that. Played. Other than that, you just feel you just feel the emptiness of this place.
1: Oh, and then uh, Thaddeus will turn to Chai and just be like, "After you."
2: Are there any like uh, desks or bureaus anywhere in the in the room, or is it just like a, just yeah, chairs it's and? kinda
0: of, it's kind of a sitting area around what was a very nice, you know, um, kind of uh, area for small small fires. But there's a, a door straight ahead. Um, you know, facing you as you came in, and then there's one to the right.
2: Shall we look at both? Currently, this is just, like, literal side quests. We're not going towards the direction of where we think the god's eye was, because that was further south, right, you said? And we went...
0: Well, it would be down. Oh, we did go oh, so to so, south. So, essentially, it looked like the god's eye punctured further down, like, physically downwards. So, you kind of have to...
1: You know, find a staircase. Find place. a way down. Exactly. <laughs> okay.
2: I just wanted to make sure we weren't like hard veering from where. No, no. Okay. Uh, so yeah, maybe I think just check the doors quick and see. Because if we were to leave this room, there was another door option, right? Okay. Just trying to remember all the options. Yes. I think in this room, let's look at the two doors.
1: Um, Thaddeus is going to gather up uh, some material from these robes. And makeshift a torch and light it off of Chai's, so that there's a bit more light for his paltry human eyes. Very. I'll cool. give
2: I'll give the two torches to you and Gutterbird, because I'm I'm okay for a bit. So I'll yeah.
1: I'll uh, let you
2: guys have the have the light. So it's you've always got it.
1: Check a check a check a the door.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, if you take a look to the door on your right, this is a. Again, a door that struggles to open, but does so with a little bit of force. This looks to be a small library, a collection of books assembled by various, per, perhaps various lords over time. These look like very nice books. Uh, there's a couple of of shelves, free freestanding shelves, kind of in rows in the middle of the room. No other doors in this one, though? No, this looks to be like it only has one entrance, so...
2: What kind of books are on the shelf?
0: Ooh, you can give me investigation or perception
2: ooh 21 on perception
0: so you find a lot of books about uh, dwarven lineage um about the study of magic Th- these are just going by based on like the very the pictures. actually yeah some of some of the pictures because you don't speak dwarvish. But yeah, you th- I
2: speak, Jew- Jew- Druidic, Elven, Sylvan, Undercommon, and Common, but not. Is it an Elvish?
0: You see some. You see some like very interesting family trees. Not as interesting as some other people that we know, but um, if you're just like leafing through, that's kind of the gist that you get. Um, you also find a scroll. Sorry. Yes, a uh, two scrolls of comprehend languages.
2: Ooh, how long does that last for do we know
1: one hour do you
0: think I should
2: just
1: pop one off now are any of so can I also peruse but looking for draconic in the texts
2: yeah it's all is it all dwarven
1: um
0: predominantly um yeah Matt give me a uh investigation or perception
1: Let's go investigation. Let's be saucy about it. Let's use our intelligence. Straight 15. Yeah,
0: there's there's one book that is written in like partially in draconic, uh, with a lot of dwarvish um, annotations inside. And it appears to be about kind of like an anatomy book on on dragons. Seems very rudimentary, though. Now, yeah, if you if you want like this there's like dozens and dozens of books in here so like if you were going to try to glean any meaningful information i hear it'd be like a multiple hour endeavor
1: yeah i was just looking for spines that might have been in draconic and if any of them spoke to stuff relating to like god's eye or magic or anything like that i'd just be like those ones are coming with us i
2: i think it might be helpful i'll tell the guys that i found the two scrolls of common language um If I use one of these now, it might help us get around this place in case there's any other signs or things like that. And if I do a quick scan of this room, I think it might be a situation where, like, if there's a book of interest, like, just, like, glancing at spines, if there's, like, a book on, like, conveniently, like the feywild and its fractures or like anything weird and wonderful like i might just grab it and read it later um okay so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna pop off one of the scrolls of comprehend language then
1: see if there's a mall directory
2: yeah basically
0: okay so as you're doing this what are thaddeus and gutterbird gonna do
1: would you say an hour is enough time to know what that plate mail does
0: um yeah, so if we're talking I don't it,
1: need
2: a I don't I'm not going to be there for an hour.
0: Okay, sorry, sorry. How sir, how long were you planning to take just so, just so that I know?
2: So, I was going to I was going to read the scroll, which is one action, mm-hmm. the casting time. Then I was going to literally glance at the 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 do like a quick skim of the shelves to see if any of the keywords pop out at me. So like max 5 minutes and then okay. carry yeah. on.
1: He, I was going on what he said.
2: Well, no, the, the spell lasts for an hour. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to deep dive because, like, I don't think we have time for that.
0: I thought it was a deep dive. My mistake. Okay, so you don't find well,
2: anything. Do you guys want me to deep dive?
0: I, it's up to you. We'll just go with the original plan. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. sir, you, yeah. you don't. Yeah. You don't find anything specifically referencing the Wild in terms of like the book covers. But there's one that jumps out at you about planes, different planes, Uh, and as you leaf through it, it references other planes, including the Feywild, and there's a section in it that's torn out.
2: Is it the section about the Feywild?
0: (laughs) Well, if it was torn out, you wouldn't know that it referenced it. Well,
2: I was wondering, either, like, the table of contents, and it's like, it's like the ne- like, you know how they have the cover page? It's like chapter four, the Wild, and then all of the pages after that are gone. Like, you, know, I was wondering, yeah, like, could I, I tell? It was hard
3: enough to rip out
1: the, to rip out the table. The of,
2: table content. of contents as well, right? Like, give me a break.
1: It's just redacted with ink.
2: Yeah, like I assumed there was other aspects of the book that just might indicate. The table
3: right. of no. contents just has like "nice try" written on it. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> No, it's uh yeah. You see, it's it's not not the Feywild section that's torn out. You can't really tell what was there.
2: Okay, I'm gonna take it just in case, and I'll give it a look later. Okay. Um. And I think we carry on. Maybe try the other door.
1: Yeah, other sitting room door. Gotcha. Okay.
0: So this door opens into a cavernous hexagonal room, 60 feet by 60 feet, with four pillars spaced evenly about the room, ascending about 100 feet up. The pillars are carved with large runic script. Carved into the stone walls are images of dwarven deities Morden, Baronor True Silver, Clingit and Silverbeard, and Dumathoin. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. There's a wide stairwell... Right, th- what?
3: What? Sorry, that I think... No, I was gonna ask a question, and then when I started asking it, you may have answered it but so these these names are they part of sort of like overall d and d lore or are you creating them for our particular adventure
0: uh, Oh yeah, no, these are pre existing pre existing um deities yeah uh there's a wide stairwell in the center of the four four pillars, easily twenty feet wide, going down into darkness. There's also an ascending stairwell. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Uh, I misspoke. One sec. You found a fridge. Right. <laughs> there is... This isn't that room. There is a door ahead of you and an ascending stairwell to the left that leads to another door. So you have three paths here going down. Door ahead of you, which looks to be like kind of like a big double door ahead. And then an ascending stairwell going to the left, um, just to your left, which also looks intriguing.
2: Shall we check the other ones and then go down?
0: Sure. Yeah, sounds good.
2: Sure. I'll go up the stairs first. How about that?
1: I'll go to the Dumbledore.
0: Okay. Um, We'll do Chai first. Uh, This door is, again, like a heavy stone door, and you're either going to have to try to kind of finesse it open or or kind of brute force it. It looks like it may have sustained damage a long time ago, so it's a little bit jammed up.
2: I'll try and finesse it open, maybe loosen the jam up with maybe like a mold earth to get some of the dust out of the cracks and uh, see if I can get some wiggle, wiggle room right. on it.
0: Can you give me a sleight of hand check? Uh, ten. Uh, what's your armor class?
1: <laughs> Great sentence.
2: <laughs> For the audience, my, I was unable to speak just then because my jaw literally just dropped, and that was my only body's reaction in that moment. Uh My armor class is sixteen.
0: Okay, so you're going to take... 6 points of piercing oh damage God. as two arrows fire out from the backside of two of those Ugh. pillars. And can you make a constitution saving throw?
3: Does that mean they were they were poison?
0: Maybe.
2: 15?
0: Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's a little bit of your uh, residual fortitude from your encounter with the wyvern. But you managed to resist the effects of the poison on these arrows.
1: Oh. Ooh, maybe it's Maybelline. Do I see
2: like is this a just a pure trap thing or are there people there shooting arrows at me?
0: Oh no, these this this is like a built-in defense mechanism built into the pillar. So there's there's no hostiles.
2: Can I try again? <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll say... I I won't make you just constantly roll. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. You you managed to get the door open. We'll just jump over to Thaddeus. You push open these double doors, and as you wave your torchlight around, you can see that this is a long dining hall. There's tapestries adorning the walls. You can't really see by the meager light of your torch just how long this hallway is. Uh, But the tapestries that you do see, their colors have faded with with the passage of time, but they're still stubbornly hanging on the walls. There's a large table in the center, and there's the skeletal remains of 30 dwarves seated at the table. Plates, cutlery, and goblets are strewn about, but no signs of life. You hear the scurrying of rats as you enter the room as they flee from your firelight.
1: Um... Thaddeus will take a couple steps into the room just to see if, like, it... Just to gauge kind of how far it goes, but he doesn't want to, like, go full bore into the room. Like, I'm not cutting myself off from the team.
0: Sure, yeah. A few moments of, of sort of, like, waving your torch around, you can see that it's uh, 100 feet by 40 feet, so it's a pretty sizable room.
1: Uh, are there any... Doors at the other end. Nope.
0: You came in through the only doors.
1: Okay, so it's just a dining hall. Um, Dwarves look like they got anything on them?
0: Uh, Give me a, a perception check.
1: 15. The number I rolled today.
0: Okay. So just kind of like perusing around, you'd think that you could... Just by l- taking a quick glance, that you might be able to get, you know, maybe 30 gold worth of personal valuables in the form of like rings and necklaces and stuff if you want to be pilfering. I'll leave that up to you.
1: Nah. Nah. That's a little, uh. Oh, that's where you draw the line. Morbid for Thaddeus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is where I draw the line. Uh, and Thaddeus will be like, well that's that's just unconscionable and he walks out of the room
0: (laughs) okay so everyone sort of rejoined chai i'm guessing uh yeah okay so she's got this door open you've ascended this small flight of stairs and as you enter the room this room has high arched ceilings and is roughly 80 feet by 60 feet A single large stone table sits in the middle of the room with a knocked over chair behind it. To the left you see the sleeping quarters fit for a lord, or they were once upon a time. Uh, To the right is another large collection of books.
2: Ooh. I give that a glance with my comprehend-languageness.
0: Okay, can I get a perception check from everyone?
2: Oh, goody. (laughs) 20 18
3: 15 for me.
2: Okay.
0: gutterbird and Thaddeus as you sort of walk into the room you notice that there's a, an ash heap next to one next to this chair behind the table. And chai you notice that the some of the books over there again uh, there's a lot of stuff about stone craft. Uh, But there's quite a lot about, like, the study of magic. Uh,
2: Any of it, like, just normal magic-y stuff, or, like, anything weird and wonderful?
0: Um, It seems quite varied. Like, there's some things about rituals there. There's things on, like, what they call different schools of magic, which seems like a weird uh, phrase to you. Uh, I mean, something that kind of jumps out to you is that there's not a lot of books, like, about God's Eye. Okay, any other areas of this room you'd like to explore?
2: I think I'll just take a general look around and see if I can figure out if there's anything else interesting in the room any like any any maps, any other stuff going on, but also like is there any evidence as to like how this guy turned to a- or person turned to ash?
0: Right, so Chai continues to look around. Um, could I get uh, an investigation check from Gutterbird and Thaddeus?
3: Twelve,
1: not fifteen, but seven. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Gutterbird thinks that he
0: sees something like underneath the ash, and as he sort of like gently clears it away, looks like two burnt footmarks, like a, a scorching onto the stone, in the shape of feet.
2: So like a dude just like.
1: Immolated, yeah,
2: yeah, like he just turned to fire and burned standing upright, right here. Jesus, it's like none of this seems great, guys. Like, I know, like, we're coming here for God's eye, but none of this, whatever happened here, is great.
1: Um, the only question I wanted to know about was aromas in the room does it smell like original musty, or is there extra crispy on the air? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, none of, there's nothing that would signal to you that anything here happened recently.
1: Okay. Uh, Sarah, you had a question?
2: Um, those magic books, do they talk about magic as if it's widespread? Or is it still talking about, like, in the sense of, like, it's, a, like, a bad or limited thing? Or does it talk about, like, a world plentiful in magic?
0: Mm, okay. So I'll answer that, but I just want to throw in one other tidbit here, which may affect your decisions going forward. Um, okay. So with your, we'll die. With your 20, <laughs> or was it 21 perception? 20 perception. You find a journal, a handwritten journal, tucked away amongst the books, and it's, I guess... Signed by um, like it says like in the cover if lost please return to King Amarthane.
2: <laughs> King Amarthane?
0: Yeah. So
2: here's Does that name ring a bell to me? Um
0: Gimme a history check. That's a solid one. Oh hmm. No, you must have skipped that class.
2: But yeah it's like some dude I don't know guys yeah. anyway
0: what I was going to say is like this looks extremely interesting and just leafing through there's something about the urgency in some of the writings that grabs your attention and so if you want to glean some information from this it's going to require like a several hour commitment like at, at least one hour maybe two so I don't know if, if how how you want to play that
2: I will look to the guys and say, I found this book. There's some things in here that give me pause. I don't know how much time we have to get to the God's Eye, but as you might have noticed, some weird shit happened here. So if I don't read this book, we might be in star for some surprises. But if I read this book, it might also not help us in any way whatsoever. So what are, what's the group's thoughts? I think
3: yeah let's I think we should take a peek
1: okay I was really hoping you'd say that I am still fairly certain that I have minimal resources at my disposal <laughs>
2: how about we take uh, do we want to I'll okay let's do we where do we want to make a quick base camp then do we want to stay in this room or do we want to go like
1: how many ways into this room are there Tim uno Here's good.
2: <laughs> okay, I will maybe reclose that heavy stone stone door that has the traps, and I was like, "Oh yeah, guys, there's traps." Um, and I'm gonna spend as much time as I can going through this book. I wanna know as much as I humanly can. You're an elf. Yeah. You want? To or sorry, I wanna much- know as I elvishly can. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: how oh, Sarah's getting ra- yeah. Sarah's getting razzed about. Is that in common or elvish? The torch has almost been passed. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are Thaddeus and Gutterbird going to do during this downtime?
1: Plate mail.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah. So they'll go through the
1: shit, and I'll read this
2: book. <laughs> I'm just picturing
1: <laughs> me me and uh, Gutterbird bent over this bag of goodies while <laughs> Chai's reading studiously in another part and in the background it's just like the two of us, well, what's this do? And then there's like a thing fires out of the wand and like <laughs> hits off the plate mail and we go flying off camera and come back into frame. And I'm like, guys! <laughs> I'm trying to
2: help us here.
0: Okay, so in order to learn the magical properties of an item, you basically have to do like the, the actions of attunement. You have to sit down with it focus on it, caress it, talk to it. Love it. Uh, So Thaddeus is starting to work on his plate mail (laughs) and we have the wand, a glass orb, and shoes.
3: I would like to ponder that orb, please. Alright. I just want to put it down and I want to look into it.
2: Okay, so you're going to check out the glass orb. No, no. I'm i gonna ponder it. Oh, sorry. Ponder it. You're going to figure out the armor, and we'll leave the wand and the boots for next time?
1: Yeah, for or, the next
2: book. Or look at that. You'll look at those two first and then switch to those two after, because I'm going to be with this book for a minute, I imagine. Okay, so assuming that they're able to independently look at all of those things, those four things while I'm looking at the book... What do they do?
0: Okay. Kevin, the glass orb is called a drift globe. This small sphere of thick glass weighs one pound. If you're within 60 feet of it, you can speak its command word, which causes it to emanate the light or daylight spell. Once used, the daylight effect can't be used again until the next dawn. Uh, You can speak another command word as an action to make the illuminated globe rise into the air and float no more than five feet off the ground. The globe hovers in this way until you or another creature grasps it. If you move more than 60 feet from the hovering globe, it follows you until it is within 60 feet of you. It takes the shortest route to do so. If prevented from moving, the globe sinks gently to the ground and becomes inactive and its light wakes out. So that's a drift globe. Cool.
2: So that's how we will always have light now. Mm-hmm.
3: Do we happen to know the command word? Is it like on a post-it note on the underside?
0: I'll I'll let you. It's to I'll it. let you determine what that is. Big mistake.
3: Wait. So is it kind of like you know because I I've collected it or I'm the the holder of it like it's just whatever command I choose? Or are we saying I need to figure out what it is?
0: No, no. I I would say that like, um, so in, in terms of of like how it works you know you you spend time stud like studying this and like because of the it's crazy magical properties after a certain point in time like you start to intuitively understand how it functions almost like the magic is is like kind of just you know telling you without words so at the same time it would tell you what the command phrase is but you Kevin I'm going to let you decide what that is cuz I don't I don't really have a a preference and I think you'd pick something cool. funny.
3: Okay, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about think on that.
0: Alright. While that's happening, um Matt, can you roll the D6? Does... CX. Oh. Okay. This plate armor gives you resistance to bludgeoning damage.
1: Cool. Nice. <laughs>
2: And it's plate, so it gets. You. So I'm assuming you're taking the plate armor.
0: Yeah. And as soon as you come to this realization, 15. you feel this intense weakness as you realize that some kind of curse has been imparted to you, and you also have vulnerability <gasps> to slashing and of piercing course. damage.
2: Oh. Of course.
0: You son of a bitch.
2: Can he just unattune and get rid of that, or is it like a curse? Curse.
1: Oh, I think it's a curse. Curse. But my AC's 18 now. <laughs> Slashing piercing. Yeah, but they got a hit.
0: Plus if you drop Shield of Faith, that's a what? That's 20?
1: That's a 20, yeah. That's still. Oh yeah, There's. it's, it's not without its drawbacks.
0: <laughs> Alright, what are you going to do with your existing armor?
1: Uh, I'm going to fold it neatly into my travel caddy. <laughs> what do you have on now? Chainmail.
2: I don't think any of us can wear that. No. Hmm. Can he just take this armor off and put the other one on? Just out of curiosity?
0: I, I mean, he doesn't have to wear the plate armor.
1: Yeah.
2: You don't need the curse.
1: Well, but this is the thing. Is I put it on, I am cursed now. If I take it off and I wear the chainmail and I'm still cursed. <laughs>
2: Maybe I'll just give you a quick little stab, and we'll see if it does extra damage.
1: (laughs) This is not the way I'd like to find out. (laughs) This is why Chai flunked out of medical school.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, we were carrying around the additional plates. I don't think it'd be much to carry around your other set of armor.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's kind of what I was banking on. I mean, I lost my deck of cards. There's room in my pack.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, tons of space. Uh, okay, so that's the sparkly armor and the orb. And we've still got the wand and the boots.
0: The boots, yeah, okay. So the wand is a, a plus one wand of the war mage. So whoever's wielding it gets a plus one to spell attack rolls and ignores half cover. I was gonna say, and the boots are boots of spider climb.
2: I think perhaps orb... And spider climb boots go to Gutterbird, unless you want them. Well, I don't know where the I don't know where the boots are best to go. I will say that.
1: Well, uh, so the orb's kind of like a team thing. True. Team, team poor vision. I'm trying mostly. I'm trying to figure out the wand because I feel like if we put this, you don't need spider climb.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I I am a spider
1: that climbs. Yes, yeah. and. Like, I don't think I need... Me being on a wall doesn't make me closer to a thing that's flying. It just yeah. puts me on a different floor. So I think I'm fine without the boots. Putting um, Gutterbird on a wall where he can shoot lasers from is mm. probably a pretty good spot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so GB, does the boots of spider climbing appeal to you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think you'll get the boots. I'll grab the wand.
1: Is it spell attack and DC? Um, just says... Or just spell attack? You know what?
0: Let's do both.
1: I like it. All right, yeah.
2: I'll take the wand.
1: Yeah, because if it was just spell attack, I figured Gutterbird has more of those kinds of spells, too.
2: Uh, the orb will be communal, and the... Though Gutterbird has its, its safety word. And, uh... The Sparkly armor is unfortunately, but fortunately, now yours.
1: I, I got a plus two boost to AC and resistance to bludgeoning damage.
2: I still, I would like to find something that helps our AC. Not by ours, I mean myself and Gutterbury. <laughs> um. Okay, I think those are the the all the stuff we found. Oh, and then the five giant ruins. But you said those are just cash value, yep. what, like for trading? Yep. Right.
1: Mm. Hmm.
0: Okay.
2: Okay that sounds good. So tell me about what fearful things exist in this book.
0: If you if you line up the giant runes they just spell boobs.
2: Mm, that tracks yeah. Uh,
0: Kevin, have you have you are you ready to share the command word for the drift globe yet or is that are you gonna keep us in suspense?
3: Can it be a command sentence?
0: Uh, sure yeah.
3: So you have to say it as smugly as possible and you, you have to say, I've got a bright idea.
2: I really love it I love it
1: I like the smugness
2: Just so I know it's going to sound stupid But does the daylight spell Create Daylight Like true sun natural light For the, the sake of like resistances And vampires It just says it creates light
0: No it It Oh, uh, hang on. It says it uses the daylight spell. It cr- it yeah, creates light, but it can use spell, it oh, can use the it. daylight spell once once a day, basically. Just like the regular uh,
3: sun.
2: Cause it just says it light spreads from the point you choose within range which why well, I'm assuming would be the globe in this case. It does say it dispels magical darkness. So I don't I'm just thinking of like uh creatures that
1: Shades and
2: Yeah, like like any of those like weird necrotic y things that have
1: flashing uh, and piercing damage.
2: <laughs> yeah. Things that might be hindered by natural, like actual sunlight. Would day does daylight count as that? The daylight spell count as that. That's what I was wondering. I
0: don't know. Um, we'll figure it out between sessions.
2: Yeah, that can yeah, that can yeah. be a later thing.
0: Okay. Let's figure out what's in these journals though.
2: Yeah, I'm a little scared.
1: Okay. I hope there's no diagrams. We can't top Venn diagram.
0: I'm done fucking around with diagrams. If I can if I can give you a rundown of the important stuff, based on the magical tomes that you've perused, these dwarves could use magic without starfall, which seems to be Quite crazy to you. I mean, not sorry, not crazy to you because you do it all the time in the Feywild. But um, they they knew how to harness it without without using God's Eye as a, as a as a fuel. So they had some kind of magical knowledge of how to harness it with with other components uh, sometimes. So that's that's a pretty wild thing to know that that was knowledge held somewhere on the on the mortal plane here um, other things that you pick up from this they do have an intense fascination with the planes because they had built a gate deep within the bowels of the keep and they were able to visit other planes they had perfect what? they had perfected magical rituals to allow them to travel to other planes of existence and um, There's mention of a door open to a place that they called the Far Realm, and Amarthane issued a royal edict that that door should never be opened again.
2: Sorry, the Far Realm, you say?
0: Yeah. He describes it as a place of uh, of madness. All, All of the magical activity over time began to attract unwanted enemies who kept trying to infiltrate their keep. Something that stands out to you is... Uh, a phrase that he's underlined he says it says I pray that Morden protects our secrets Morden? Morden one of the dwarven gods but you find it weird that he's sort of underlined it
2: Okay, I will definitely like write that down and like I will memorize that because it was like that specific phrase I pray Morden protects our secrets
0: yeah yeah precisely yeah so What's I should point out, the tomes that you're reading don't tell you how they've harnessed magic without God's Eye, just that they have. Um And finally, from that journal, their constant use of magic finally attracted something that they could not defeat. Ammarthane describes a vicious winged beast that brought the cold of the high mountains. They tried to trap it beneath the great tomb... But Amarthane knew it would not hold, so he tried one final ritual to safeguard the keep and its secrets once and for all. But greatly feared the repercussions—the uh, repercussions of of the ritual, that is.
2: Okay, sorry, I have questions. So the the constant use of magic brought like one wing uh, brought a winged beast. Mm-hmm. They couldn't fight. They couldn't fight it off, so they did one last ritual that had severe repercussions
0: yeah or possible severe repercussions based on the way that he's described it it was like a ritual to sort of close off the keep for good maybe maybe protect the protected secrets was a um, uh, was what he meant to say but he, he he it was a very dangerous ritual that he was very afraid of
2: like something that would kill everybody instantly
0: he, he doesn't he doesn't go that far as to say that specifically but he
2: <laughs> he's, he's a pile
1: of ash on the floor um, so Chai, you've spoken of this like great winged beast from the north
2: sorry I was gonna say yeah though sorry I wanted some clarification because they went into further detail the winged beast came from the the north you said
0: I said it brought the cold of the high mountains
2: brought the brought the coal to the high mountains and they they were trying to trap it in the in the something
0: they were trying to trap it beneath the great tomb tomb. tomb. so you think that's probably a lower section of this keep
2: like where the god's eye is
0: I don't know sounds
2: dragon-y and that's okay so those are that's the highlight reel the winged beast that brought the cold from the mountains they tried to trap it beneath the great tomb and he attempted one last ritual but he feared the consequences of it but it was a way to close off and keep the magic for good and he has the I pray Morden protects our secrets as a underlined thing and we also know somewhere within this keep they at some point had a gate to other planes you got it Jesus that's a lot Okay, I will relay all of this to the
1: to the guys. Hey, Gutterbird. What's up? When we had that lovely divining session back uh, in the place that had its own private Shwet and shwarma, mm-hmm. Didn't you see a frozen dwarf getting thawed out? Uh the
3: thawing I'm not certain... I
2: thought it was just a... Yeah, I thought it was just a frozen...
3: Certainly a a frozen uh, face.
0: Oh, well, I can... I can... Mm. dispel the mystery on that. Uh, Dispel dice, sponsor us, but after you fought the giants, you knew it was like (laughs) a a giant's face that you saw, a frost giant.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, That's still worrisome, as there is... That was oh, that wasn't underground though.
2: No, your vision was the Mine one was underground the, uh, with all the tunnels. Does this look familiar to you? Any of these tunnel structures? Does that look like the tunnels that you saw in your vision?
0: Tim. No, what you saw looked more like a like a stone ant farm. This is like this is all you know expertly handcrafted. This is like a castle that would make a human lord. Yeah, just this
1: would be an alien ant farm.
0: Cream has jerkin.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? What's a
2: jerkin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's uh, it's, a it's creamed name. now. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. It's creamed. Whatever it is, it's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? Uh, or am I orful,
0: thinking of a tunic? I can't. Um, I don't know. He cream his pantaloons. Mm-hmm.
1: Then, so neither of these are fitting. That so. Then he'll uh, he'll say, "G uh, grease trap." Where was that hall with the dwarving god statues? That was back further, right? We
2: turned that was the main room we turned into and we're still down one of those paths, I believe.
1: Cause wouldn't one of those be Morden?
2: One of them should be. Yeah, we should take a look there.
1: So
0: you didn't stop to examine the the statues on the way in. Morden is uh is like carved into the stone relief in the hexagonal room but you i can just save you some time like the the statues were of like old dwarven heroes but there isn't one of morden in that first hallway
1: but there is a more roo- below
2: below us right here right in this room
0: yeah it's not a statue it's more of just like an etch etching into like, the stone wall
2: okay i will i want to go look at that are we okay? Are we doing a full like long rest? We want to get all of our shit back.
0: I don't know that it, like a ton of time has passed. I think you might have a bit further to go.
2: Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah. Keep going then. Uh, I would like to go look at wherever Morden's scene was, in the wall. And and where those goddamn arrows came from.
1: Okay. <laughs> as, as I'm walking <laughs> over there, Thaddeus is gonna turn to Gutterbird and go, Yeah, it's like. I'm physically tired, but mentally I'm very much awake. I don't know if we can like <laughs> want a nap, but I don't think it's possible.
2: <laughs> it's all the adrenaline, anyway. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. So you see that there are these like really uh, ingeniously crafted um, arrow slits, like in in the back sides of these pillars that you that are like fairly high off the ground, so you wouldn't have seen them unless you were like looking up. And really knew where to look for them. Like, since you got shot, you know where they are. But it seems kind of like a, they need to be reloaded. So they're not a threat anymore. Uh, you go and investigate the, the stone carving of Morden. Um, you can give me a... Everybody can give me an investigation check or perception.
1: 23. Nice. Not that high. I got 14.
2: I was going to say, was it your fi- classic 15? No. Almost. <sighs> I
0: got 18. Oh, okay. Mm, pretty good. So everyone's looking around, but after a few moments of prodding the the very expertly carved uh, tribute to Morden, you're very confident that there's nothing hidden here. So whatever Amarthane's journal is referring to must be elsewhere.
2: Okay.
1: But is he, like, pointing? Like, is this, like, a Da Vinci Code situation? Yeah, like,
2: is he oh, pointing to, like, a doorway? Spoilers, <laughs> come
1: on.
3: <laughs> I got that queued up. I got that queued up right now. I was going to watch it the second we were done.
0: Yes. <laughs> spoilers, uh, the guy figures it out because there's a, a dwarf pointing somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> An old dwar- a Dwarven Lord at the Vatican is pointing.
0: <laughs> it's a crossover. Like Tom Hanks reprises his roles from uh, Mazes and Monsters, but he's full on insane.
2: Mm. Yeah, that tracks.
0: All right, what's the call?
2: We've done all of the doors down this avenue of doors. No, we can go down. We can still go down. Yeah. Do we want to go down or do we want to go back out to the ma- that main big room? And see what that is.
1: The uh, video gamer in me says, "Clear the floor before going down."
2: Yeah, in my brain so, as well.
1: The role player in me says, "We gotta go down."
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll save you. GB, what you I'll saying? save you a bit of legwork. The one, the one room you did not explore was a pantry, and it's just got old crates, perfect, rotted, easy, call. rotted out canvas bags, and some rats that scurry away from you as you show up.
2: Spectacular! Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! whoa, whoa. But these rats. <laughs> does Grease
2: Trap need a snack?
1: Yeah.
2: Does Grease Trap eat? We've never we, fed him. We are horrible. <laughs> we are horrible familiar parents.
1: I am. I am at best a drunk uncle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I send the. Uh, I let the owl eat my my owl that is still with us. Uh, eat one of the rats that had scurried away through one of the rooms.
0: Fair enough. Okay. So after investigating the every last corner of this uh, top floor, you descend downwards, your torches throwing meager light in front of you as you go down these stone steps into the unknown. And that's where we'll end the session.
1: That's some
2: scary ass shit. I like it. Tim, that's that's a lot of heavy bullshit that I am terrified for. Because... Giant winged, winged thing that brings cold from the mountain sounds a lot like a white dragon,
3: but it doesn't sound like a dragon we already fought.
2: No, no that, that was a, that a was wyvern. that was just a wyvern. Uh, that's like a no, tiny right. baby dragon. That's
3: right. Oh shit.
2: <laughs> yeah.